even though it was Super Bowl Sunday and the Eagles were playing, I promise I didn't preach about them. But that doesn't mean I won't do it next week. Welcome to Sermon Podcast episode number 283. Yes, it's been a good week if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan like I am. People ask me all the time, why in the world would you be an Eagles fan? Of course, they say that because I'm in Dallas Cowboy country. And uh, all I can say is I've been watching them ever since I was a kid and following them. I'm just, uh, we were pretty excited, pretty excited deal. Uh, Even at church, we had an event uh, for our youth and Everything somehow magically got decorated in Eagles decor. It was a great day uh, all around. And so anyway, today uh, we're going in with our sermon podcast. Today's sermon is entitled One with God. And I gave it that title because if you look at the text, uh, the text from Leviticus 9, uh, and we'll also have a a text from Romans 12 that'll be in the show notes. But uh, the text tells us, it reminds us that the people, all the people are responding to God's command so far. Uh, God's command has told them to bring certain offerings. God's command has told them to bring certain material for the priest wardrobe and all these kinds of things. And the people were blessed uh, in a mighty way. And God was with them in a powerful way. Uh, say that they were one with God at this uh, powerful and, and sacred moment. And it's a blessing as we see how all of uh, their offerings and work came together in, in such a uh, uh, good way. And I think that's something we still need today. We need to be in constant ministry with one another. Just like uh, God told the Israelites, you know, some of you, if you're crafty, then you come and and you put this together, you build this, or if you have this material, you bring it all as a community effort, a community project. And uh, that's an important message for us as we continue in our ministry uh, together. And and we certainly need, need the Lord to bless us, right? We need God to show us his glory. And so that's my prayer for this week's message. Uh, as with my prayer as I was uh, offering the message to our church this weekend is that uh, people would hunger for the glory of God. And there's at least two ways to experience the glory of God. And that's what we're talking about in this week's sermon podcast. So here's this week's sermon, One with God. Amen. We pray it every week, don't we? For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Talk about trial by fire, if you will. Uh, We've been reading, of course, through the Bible. and We're here at Leviticus. We've read through Exodus. And part of what we read is that as the people of God have moved from bondage to freedom, now they're being prepared by God for their new life. So God has given them these rules and and, uh, responsibilities and and a new way of life. sounds weird to us sometimes when we read about some of it, but what we need need to understand and appreciate is that God is building a holy and pure people. And a part of that is making sure that there are people amongst the people who will lead them. So we have Aaron. We've seen Aaron before. Aaron has helped Moses all throughout Uh, this book so far. And there comes a point when God says, now you take Aaron and you make him and his sons a priest over the people. God tells 
uh, Moses uh, what kind of clothes uh, the priest will wear down to the color and the fabric and everything else. God tells Moses what the priests will do, what this offering is, this one, this one, this one, this one, what they're supposed to do with that offering and who they're supposed to do it for. And now we've heard it all talked about. And it comes down now to seeing Aaron take his first crack at it. He's getting his wings, sort of, if you will. God has has, has told them everything to be prepared for. And now Moses tells Abraham This is what God tells you to do. Now do it. And as you read, Aaron, he takes the offering from the people. He takes the bull calf. He takes the ram. He takes the goat. He takes the the ox and he takes the grain offering. And I'm sure glad we only pass a plate these days. Because there Aaron, as the high priest, he knows that he must offer these animals. He does stuff with the blood and he he cooks stuff on the altar. And it's all so weird for us. But he's doing what God has told him to do. And after he gives all the offering, the text says he stands before the people. He raises his hand and he blesses them. And after he and Moses blesses the people, the glory of God is revealed. Now, the glory appeared to everyone, and that was God's approval of everything that had just happened. And I think sometimes when you and I, we, we read something like that, we say, oh, the people, they got to see the glory of the Lord. We ask a question like, what did they see? It's kind of like when Jesus goes up into the mountain, he takes a couple of disciples, a few disciples with them, and he's transfigured. What people often ask is, well, what does that mean? What did he look like? And I have to tell them, I don't know. (laughs) The same thing here. Aaron raises his hand, he blesses the people, and the glory of God is revealed to everyone. And people ask, well, what did they see? And I have to tell you with my seminary expertise and all my readings of the Bible, I have to tell you today that I have no idea. All I know, it says the glory was revealed to everyone. Although we don't know exactly what they saw... We do know that the glory of God is a revelation of who God is. So John Wesley, in answering this question, says they either they saw a miraculous brightness shining from the cloudy pillar or a glorious and visible discovery of God's gracious presence and acceptance of the present service. Either way, I'm going to tell you, those people were blessed. Because the glory of God was revealed. Now, again, you and I might ask, well, what did they see? And that's an okay question. We can talk about that. We can study that. But I have a better question to ask. You see, in Isaiah, we're told that the earth is full of God's glory. Full. That means there's not a place you can go where God's glory is not already there because the earth is full of God's glory. And so I think maybe we should be a little bit like Moses. Do you remember Moses back in Exodus? He had been up and down the mountain with God, talking to God, talking to the people, telling the people what God said, telling God what the people said back and forth. And finally, there was a point where Moses says, enough, 
God, I want to see your glory. I want to be like Moses, y'all. You see, it's not a bad question to ask, what did they see? But the better question to ask is, how do we see it too? How do we see the glory of God? You see, we are good at asking God for stuff, aren't we? God, please hear me. God, please help me. God, please lead me. Lord, please show me the way. Lord, please give me that raise. Lord, please keep me from hurting my children or my husband. Lord, please do this for me. Lord, please do that for me. And I'm going to affirm to you, sisters and brothers, pray. Pray and pray and ask God. But think of it this way also. What if a spouse were to say, make me my food. Keep my clothes nice and pressed. Pretty please. Serve my needs. Keep my house clean. Do all the things. Rub my feet for me when I get home. Oh, and by the way, what was your name again? kind of how we are with God sometimes. It's okay to ask God for what we need, but I'm going I'm to give you another question that maybe if we could get into the habit of asking a little more, that maybe we would be able to see what God really wants to get. And that question is, God, would you please show me your glory? Because when the glory was revealed to the people, they received the wholeness and the fullness of God. They knew God because that's what the glory of God is. It's a revelation of who and what God is. Sisters and brothers, that's what I want. I want to know who God is. I want to know what God is. I want to know how deep and how profound is the power of God. And I'm going to assume, by your stunned silence, that you want to know that too. So I'm going to assume that you're sitting there thinking, man, how do I, how do we get to see the glory of God? And good thing I have for you is that I think there is a way. We see it from this story in Leviticus that the glory of God is found in the blessing of God's people. See, if you remember, you have Abraham, excuse me, you have uh, Aaron standing before the people as the high priest. Now, we've already said it. All his clothes were prescribed by God. And what God said to begin with, you find any of the people among them who are good at making clothes, or who have garments, tell them to bring all that stuff and so that they can make all that stuff so he can wear it. And so as Aaron is standing here before the people, he is standing here. And I bet, every, I bet if I'm there, I'm thinking, I helped make that jacket. That looks pretty spiffy on you, thanks to me. That all the people so far, they had already been a part of this glorious thing God was doing. And that by the time, uh, even they brought all the offerings, and by the time he had given the offerings, when he raises his hand, he blesses them. And it's after the blessing that the glory is revealed. 
So you want to know how to see the glory of God? You have to be a blessing. You have to be a blessing. Now, we're accustomed to, if somebody were to sneeze right now, we'd all turn and say, what? That don't count. That's nice. But I'm thinking that there is something inside of us moving in a, in, in a way that we can't explain all the time, that there is something that God is forming in our heart that, man, if we would just let it break through, we would be able to do things that we never realized we could do before, that we could actually be a blessing. You might say, well, okay, well, what if I give blessings? What about me? How am I going to be blessed? Well, this is the funny thing how it works. If I am willing to bless you, and if you are willing to be a blessing, what's going to eventually happen to me? You're going to bless me. You get a blessing. And you get a blessing. And you get a blessing. You want to see the glory of God? Be a blessing to the people of God. You see, that's more than just being nice, too. That's more than just doing the right thing. That's saying, I know that God has shown me his love, his mercy, his power. And I'm going to bless someone else with that as well. See, sisters and brothers, you and I, we are agents of God's glory. The text tells us that the heavens declare the glory of God. Well, how do, the, how do the heavens declare the glory of God? You see, they aren't doing anything other than what they were created to do. And so when you and I realize that we were created to be the blessing as well, what do we do? We declare the glory of God by being a blessing. I want you to remember this passage. We heard it today, Romans 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. See, we aren't doing this because we're nice people. Just because we're nice people. We aren't talking about having being do-gooders and doing one random act of kindness a day and doing my good deed for the day. We're not just talking about anything like that. We are saying that in view of God's mercy, we offer our bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. You see, it was after all the people provided everything for Aaron. It was after all the people brought all of their offerings to Aaron that Aaron raised his hand and he blessed the people and the glory was revealed to all of them. If you want to see the glory of God. If you want to know who God is, then make sure you be a blessing. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Yeah, amen. Well, amen and amen. And just in case you think preachers don't listen to their own sermons or pay attention. Uh, this week I had uh, done a visit with a couple and uh, they wanted to make sure, uh, since they're not able to always 
and be at church as they want to for health reasons and things like that. Uh, they had a, a financial gift they wanted to leave to the church. That's very important to them. But also before I left, um, the the gentleman, he he gave me uh, food and things to take with me. He said, See, I just want to bless you. And, uh, you know, they were just small gifts, but they, they were a blessing. Right. And and that's what we're talking about, that there's so many ways to, to be a blessing. We think we tend to think, you know, in the big things and, oh, how can I, you know, pay off somebody's house? That's, you know, those kinds of things we see on TV and whatnot. But uh, real life tells us that uh, you and I can be blessings in so many ways and how great it is to know that we can experience the glory of God uh, when we share those blessings. So the studious question, you know, to ask, like we talked about, is, you know, what did the people see when they experienced the glory of God? That's a good, okay question to ask. That's a good Bible study question to ask. But the more hungry question is, how do we see it too? And so I'll leave you with that. And hopefully this week and on, you can find your way to be a blessing to the people you come in contact with, whether uh, these are people you know, whether people you're familiar with or Maybe it's a stranger that God brings in your direction. How can you be a blessing and how can you be ready to see the glory of God? If you could do something for me, I would certainly appreciate it as we're trying to build up the sermon podcast uh, again. Uh, it's helpful if uh, we have reviews. So if wherever you listen to your podcast and if you have a chance to uh, just leave a small review, either tell me what you're listening to, what you think of it uh, and how it helps you or all those kinds of things. Those would be helpful for us in, in building everything. So, uh, friend, have a great rest of the week. May the Lord bless you with peace until we meet again. God be with you.